Hello, hello, lovely listeners. All of you ghouls and goblins. And everything in between. Welcome to Across the Veil with Zelda Kimball and Emma Ragsdale. Hello, Emma. Hello, Zelda. I have a question for you. Hit me with it. What's your favorite old movie? I would probably have to go with Psycho. Oh! Yeah. Hell yeah, that's a good answer! I like Psycho. I do like Psycho. Is that a 1960s? think so. I'm not 100% sure of the date, but... Psycho's a great one. Mm-hmm. It's a good old movie. What good about you, Zelda? I would have to say Gone with the Wind, mostly mm-hmm. because I watch it with my mom often. Got those memories. Like, it's a lot of memory for our family, but also the scene, like, right before the intermission, because this movie is so long that there is an intermission built into the movie Jeez. so that people who go to the theaters could, like, stop, pee, and then come back and see the rest <laughs> of the movie, where the lead actress, Vivian Lee. Mm-hmm. throws up a radish that she's just eaten. Mm-hmm. And I remember the first time watching the movie, my mom was like, did you know that's not actually the sounds of her throwing up? They had to have the supporting lead, Olivia de Havilland, throw up and they ADR'd it over. And in my little impressionable brain, I was like, I'm never going to be the actress who can't make her own throw up sounds. And that's oh, why right. I'm so good at it now. Why wouldn't they have her just do, like... <clears throat> she couldn't do it well enough. Girl, learn to gag. She, she couldn't. Like, so they had to ADR the secondary lead. And, like, they already have a frenemy thing going on in the movie and they kind of did in real life. Mm -hmm. So it was scandalous. That's embarrassing, though. Could you imagine not doing your own throw-up sounds? Like, that's so easy. Like, it's very easy. Come on, Vivian. But that's why I internalized that. Mm-hmm. And now I'm very good at fake throwing up. You are good at fake throwing up. You've seen it a few times. I have. I've also seen you really vomit. <laughs> what are friends for? <laughs> Helping each other when they're vomiting. So, this Ghostober, I know we've had a few episodes about ghosts. We're like, did these people exist? Probably not. This ghost has a Wikipedia page. Oh, fuck. So, she did exist. What I'm gonna tell you right now is all true historical fact (gasps) until the ghost hauntings. Gotcha. So, let me tell you a little bit about Hollywood's first big death scandal, Olive Thomas. (gasps) Hollywood death scandal. Exactly. She was like the first scandal Hollywood had as like an actress in her prime who died mysteriously. Oh, I'm excited. She was born on October 20th in 1894. She was born Olivia R. Duffy to parents James and Rena in Charleroi, Pennsylvania. After her father died when she was 15, she ended up getting married to a man named Bernard Krug Thomas. In 1911. When she was about 16. Krug. Krug. That was his middle name. Wait, 16? Yeah, she was about 16. Fuck. Yeah. She got married to this guy in Pennsylvania. Oh, Olivia. Well, she ended up visiting an aunt who lived in New York City, and she kept the last name Thomas, but she ditched the guy for good. Good for her. No divorce. She just went to New York, never went back. She dipped. I love it. She was like, I'm going to take your last name for my stage name. We're transferring... Olivia to Olive, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to be a fucking star. Queen behavior. She worked a few odd jobs around town until 1914, when she won, and this is literally the most ridiculous name for a contest that I've ever heard, the most beautiful girl in New York City contest. And it actually launched her modeling and acting career. Well, she was the most beautiful girl in New York City. In 1914. Mm-hmm. So a bunch of artists started drawing her and she got picked up by the illustrious Zigfield Follies. So like the director of that like huge stage production saw her and was like, do you want to be a showgirl? And she said, absolutely, fucking my oh, good man. Yeah. 
Later, in 1916, she signed with Triangle Pictures, and in that same year she married Jack Pickford, who, if you recognize that last name, was the younger brother of famous silent film actress Mary Pickford. Her little brother! She got- she married him! Nice! And while they tried keeping their relationship pretty private because neither wanted to ride on the coattails of Mary's success, which, respect, yeah, they were unfortunately constantly in the press because of their wild partying. Ooh. Not necessarily as a couple. They were both wild kids around town. She was a showgirl, he was an up-and-coming stage star. They had a wild relationship. Scandal! Sadly, Jack and Olive spent most of their marriage on separate coasts, with Jack in LA and Olive in New York. She was a stage girl, he was a film guy. Can I make it any more obvious? (laughs) (laughs) Their marriage was not a happy one, with plenty of infidelity on both sides, and some say that this infidelity led to Jack contracting syphilis, which is important to note for later. Oh dear. That's a big plot point in this tragic, tragic tale. Syphilis. Could you imagine, it's like, hey honey. Hey hon, um, I do have syphilis, so you might want to get that chopped up on. Well, no, it wouldn't be because she hasn't been with him in months. Oh. So, like, if he got syphilis and she doesn't have syphilis, then you know where he got syphilis from and it wasn't her. No. Tragic. Very tragic. But also, it feels very Hollywood. It does. Can't wait till I get syphilis out here. (laughs) Just kidding. It was said that their relationship was also pretty abusive, and they had fallen into a pattern of fighting, making up, and then making big romantic overtures to prove their love for each other in the media, which are the hallmarks of a toxic relationship. Oh yes, especially in celebrity culture. Exactly. Toxic relationship between two actually very young people who are now in the media eye, when like Hollywood was just starting to become sensationalized, tabloidized. And, like, celebrities had just started to become, like, like gods amongst yeah. men. Mm-hmm. And it's like, they wanted to keep their relationship as private as possible. They were both messy as hell. Messy as hell! They were messy as hell. Should they have gotten married? No. Probably not. But, you know, things happened in those days because they wanted to bang. True. It was during one of these overtures, a second honeymoon in Paris in 1920, that Olive would sadly meet her tragic fate. They set sail on the RMS Imperator on August 12th. Hoping for both a break from stardom, Olive had starred in 20 movies in about four years, and to reinvigorate their marriage. Tragically, on September 5th, the couple arrived back at their hotel at the Ritz around three in the morning. They had both been heavily drinking and fighting in the Montmartre district, which is the same neighborhood you'd find the Moulin Rouge if you need a visual of the nightlife there. Oh. It's a little seedy. A little sexy. That's where they were partying. Sounds about right. Got back home at three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I... I we know the night they had. Yeah. Exhausted from the long night, Olive stumbled into their bathroom and picked up a blue bottle, taking a sip of the liquid inside, believing it to be a pain reliever for headaches. Not recognizing the taste, Olive took a closer look at the bottle and discovered that it was in fact mercury bichloride, which was supposed to be used by Jack to topically treat his syphilis ulcers. Oh no! The liquid was highly corrosive and poisonous to anyone who ingested it. Mercury's so bad for you. Yeah, no, and she just, she she was like, mercury. She 
Frederick Mercury that was used to treat her husband syphilis. Oh my god. Topically. Like, so he would put these on the little sores to burn them off of his skin. And she ingested it. She took a gulp. Oh, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Olive screamed for her husband after realizing her mistake and was rushed to the hospital. Sadly, Olive passed on September 10th after her kidney stopped functioning. According to Jack, her last words were, I feel pretty weak, but I'll be all right in a while. Don't worry, darling. She was brought back to the States and buried alone in a grave built for two at Woodlawn Cemetery. The name that adorns that grave? Pickford. The last name that she refused to take. Oh, come on. The Pickford family did not approve of Olive and Jack's marriage. And in Mary Pickford's 1955 autobiography, Sunshine and Shadow, she writes, The beauty of Olive Thomas is legendary. The girl had the loveliest violet blue eyes I have ever seen. They were fringed with long dark lashes that seemed darker because of the delicate translucent pallor of her skin. I could understand why Florence Ziegfeld never forgave Jack for taking her away from the follies. She and Jack were madly in love with one another, but I always thought of them as a couple of children playing together. Honestly, fair though. I know, but could you could you imagine your older sister writing that about your wife? Savage. Savage. Like that is 1930s savage. Savage. But also, she was hot. Mm-hmm. Because this was old Hollywood, speculation grew, and many wondered if Jack had intentionally swapped the bottles around, or left the bottle out, hoping that his wife would drink the poison. That seems like a poor attempt to get someone to die, like just leave it out and be like, oh, maybe they'll pick it up. It happens. They were in Paris for at least a few days before that had happened. True. And they'd been fighting the entire time. Do I believe that he killed her? No. Do I think it was a stupid accident? Most likely. The tragic one, but... I wish he killed her. That would make it less upsetting. (laughs) That would be dramatic as hell. The coroner ruled the death an accident, but rumors spiraled, and Olive's mysterious death became one of Hollywood's first big scandals. Unfortunately for Jack, the following year, his friend, William Desmond Taylor, was found murdered, which would go on to become another of the golden age of Hollywood's great unsolved mysteries. Jack. They died within a year of each other. Yoink. So Jack was having a hard time of it all. Yeah. Or maybe he was the grand orchestrator. Bum, bum, bum. So that was Olive's tragic life. But in death, it is said that Olive's ghost still haunts the stage of the new Amsterdam theater at 214 West 42nd Street, which is where she spent a bunch of her time during her days as a showgirl. They call her the flapper ghost, as employees cite seeing an apparition of a woman dressed as a flapper who roams the building. Olive is also known as the Flapper Ghost because she was in a movie titled The Flapper in 1920, and she is credited as being the first leading lady who portrayed the flapper lifestyle on screen. Very cool. Olive is said to haunt the building wearing a green, beaded dress and clutching that very same blue glass bottle. Employees of the theater have made it a tradition to bid Olive hello and goodbye. So sometimes late at night you'll hear, Goodbye, Olive, as everyone turns out the lights. I love that. Yeah, good for her. And also, it said one of her favorite pranks to play on people, Mm -hmm. she likes to summon the elevator to ding when people aren't expecting it to ding. (laughs) Just give them a little surprise. Give them a little, oh god, oh fuck. Yeah. 
And then she just kind of appears, mm-hmm. wandering up and down steps in her green beaded dress. She's just chilling. She is. Fashionable, mm-hmm. loving life, making people a little bit spooked occasionally. Mm-hmm. What a way to go. Yeah. And she's one of the reasons that people leave a ghost light on stage. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Theater people are a superstitious bunch. Very superstitious. Very superstitious. Big time. So I appreciate that they honor her ghost in this way. I do too. I think that's great. Tragic death. It's the worst when a death is just like a mistake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also imagine the feeling of looking at the bottle and being like, oh my god. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna die. My piece of shit husband left his syphilis medicine out on the table. They were both drunk. She was like, I need, I have a headache. I oh, need painkillers. Yeah, I'm gonna take some fucking Tylenol. And then she drinks mercury. The exact thing that we were all scared of whenever you, like, got your temperature taken. That the, like, thing would burst? Yeah. Yeah, that was a big fear for me. Oh, me too. Yeah. I was like, oh, If I crunch down on a little bit too hard, I mercury in my mouth. myself out, yeah. Tragic, tragic situation all around. So tragic. But also, ghost flare. Ghost flare. Love a theater ghost. They're the most dramatic and, like, fashionable. Mm-hmm. I'm very proud of our girl, Olive. She's been in a bunch of movies, if you want to see her. Clearly, she was in 20 in four years. Yeah, she was working. So I hope you enjoyed the story of one of our very real historic ghosts. But we'll see you next time. Across 